Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. Welcome back to another episode of Family Unmuted. Uh, we have some special guests today, um, Ed and Kristen Judd of Five Rings Financial, um, who have been part of our family for quite some time now, yeah. Yeah. and uh, we're happy to have you. Welcome. Well, we're happy to be here, and yeah. we're fortunate to be part of this family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank we you. feel honored to be called part of the family. Awesome. Likewise. Yes. yes. Um, and today, we're going to talk about a bad word. And that's money. Money. To money some people, it is. Money. Yes, unfortunately. Can be stressful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of folks don't like to talk about money, don't talk about money and with their family. And um, we could all use more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. You know, what's your story? Well, I think, first of all, to that point, we could all use more money. But we also could use more education around money. Mm. And yeah. usually when you have more education around money, you have more money. So real quick, I'll give my background first because I was, I was actually a corporate high-tech sales rep for 20 years. And Kristen and I like to talk about the fact that when I was working, making good money, a good six-figure income, had great benefits, we worked with probably, what, five or six different financial, financial advisors? People. Yeah, yeah. Despite all of that, we lost a lot of money in 2001. We lost even more money in 2008. So obviously, these financial advisors were not helping us mm. at, at all. Least we didn't ever feel like they were. We weren't feeling like we were getting ahead. Uh, we maybe had a conversation with them once a year, and really. And how got, did those conversations go? Oh, um, well, they talked over our heads, mm. even though, right? Like they were just, and we both left. We said, "Yeah, uh-huh, oh, sure." Well, uh-huh. what would usually yeah. happen yeah. is we would sit down and talk with our financial advisor in his pristine office and his big giant desk made of cherry wood and he sat back there like he was king and he talked to us. Kristen has a degree in accounting. So I remember one of the meetings, I, I just I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. I was just smiling and nodding. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do that with my money. I have no idea what you're talking about. Thinking the whole time that she's got it. She has a degree in accounting. She knows what he's talking about. We get back in the car and I look at her and I say, can you break that down for me please? And she's like, I have no idea nope. what he was talking about. Nope. Right. And so, so yikes. well, and I think that's very typical of financial <clears throat> services in general. I'm, I'm our our story is very much the same as what other people's story might be as well, where people either confuse them or talk over them or use big five dollar words. And mm-hmm. so that they feel very important and smart and all that. So, I mean, the financial industry in general has just done a really good job of making money confusing and hard and complicated mm. and and even this scenario of making people feel bad and less than because they aren't doing what they should do right mm. like they insert the word should with money a lot mm-hmm. which is yeah. really hard yeah we tend to shit all over ourselves right <laughs> we, yeah um, all the time yeah and, uh, and that's intimidating i mean you gave me that like breakdown of what that looked like and um, we were fortunate to find you guys early yeah so mm-hmm. i mean we didn't go through that experience but i can understand why it's intimidating 
you're afraid to ask questions because you feel like it's a dumb question. Um, and you, you try to build up that trust factor as fast as possible because you don't want to have those confrontations with somebody that you think as a professional is more experienced right. and you're like, gee, I, I don't want to question him just because I feel like it's it's an ignorant question. Mm -hmm. And that's a horrible experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It really and it's was. your money. <clears throat> it's right? our, yeah. Isn't, isn't that the crazy part? Right. It is our money and we're afraid to ask questions about it. And that's kind mm -hmm. of the position you're put in. So that was our experience with financial advisors. And then at one point, so I, I had my fill of financial advisors. And then Kristen comes and picks me up at work, <laughs> takes me to a class. Well, I thought we were going to lunch. Yeah. I bribed him, I bribed him with a burrito. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, you want to go get a yeah. Chipotle burrito? I just didn't know that that Chipotle burrito was locked up inside of a financial literacy class. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God, great. So she drug me there, and I reluctantly went in. My only thought was, is like, okay, I get a free burrito. Mm. So I thought, I'll sit in the back of the room, eat my burrito, and, and I'm going to get the heck out of here because I don't want to hear any more about this financial stuff. That class is what we actually do today. So that class, literally, I, I quit eating my burrito like halfway through, and I'm like, I'm looking at Kristen going, what? No, no, you didn't look at me. You well, actually you almost say pushed that. me I don't out think of I my did. chair. But, you know, that's a whole other story. I was giving her some of the elbows and saying, oh, yeah. my God. You're fired up. I was fired up because mm -hmm. one of the, well, two things. It just made sense. It really made sense. And it was the first time that I actually understood somebody talking about money, understood what they were saying. The concepts and the principles all made sense to me. Hmm. And so we literally, we, we changed everything. Within, what, a week we were, yeah. <clears throat> we became clients with Five Rings Financial. And switched everything over so it was like it's like reaching into the dark and turning on a light mm. and it's like oh my god Kristen, we have hope now we have yeah. a future i see where our future is going as far as our retirement and how we're going to take care of our family it was just so enlightening so yeah. Kristen actually went to work with five rings financial yeah about six eight months later yeah yeah started her own business doing it and she did that for about three years and then she tapped me on the shoulder and she said hey what would that, you think about coming to work with me? Well, no, that, that, the, what you, actually happened was this. See, <laughs> tell us okay. the truth. Okay, yeah, because he's I like. Hit, I hit the highlights. Yeah, yeah, he's not sharing everything. So what actually happened was that Andre, who had helped us get everything in place, he kept showing up. And what was really happening for me is that I was asking for something new. I had, um. I'd been in corporate America. I'd stayed at home, watched other people's kids. Didn't work out so much. Um, I don't know why that's so funny to me. I know. <laughs> Watching other people's kids. So <laughs> crazy. Um, tried to other, a couple of other businesses. We actually had a bail bonding business at one point um, had, and was uh, doing marketing for small business at the mm. time, but not finding any joy mm. um, in any of it. It was quite painful. Um, and I was, I was looking, I was looking for something new. And so I was asking, I was reaching out to my network and all that stuff, but he caught on. Andre was over at our house and, um, he just happened to ask Andre, Hey, Andre, how's this little gig, this mm. little thing that you've been doing that you helped us with? How's that really working? And he said, well, do you want the real answer or do you want the canned answer? Hmm. And we were like, Duh. Right. Yeah. Give me the canned answer. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. No, he said, we said, give us the real answer. And he's like, well, I should make about 50 grand this month. Hmm. And without hesitation, this is what he said. He hey, said, I did what any self-respecting husband would do. Right. Right? You should go do this. <laughs> You I'll go stay over here and let's see if it works first. Right, yeah. yeah. We'll see if you can no, make this work. Exactly. You yeah. go build it, and then when you have it built, I'll quit my job, and I'll come work with you. And and so it was about two and a half years, three years, I started tapping him on the shoulder. It took him a year to kind of wrap his head around it and, and get to the point where he's like, all right, okay, yeah, I'm pretty miserable. I'm ready to leave corporate America. Wow. The fact that you tripled my income helped, too. Wow. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a big deciding thing. That helps. Yeah. It helps. So back to that original question, though. Um, why do I do, why am I personally doing what I'm, what I'm doing right now? Yeah, what was it about that? Well, think, think of where I was in my corporate career, working with five or six different financial advisors, not understanding anything, losing a lot of money. Finally, something hit, and it made sense, and now we are on track. We have a... We're in a great spot. And now I get to share that with other people that might be in the same situation as I was. Mm-hmm. So that's, every time I do one of our classes, I, I get excited about it because I'm like, I'm giving back the same information that I got. I'm going to change somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my big, Pretty powerful. That's my big inspiration yeah. behind the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, and the way you guys deliver it, I know for us, you know, when we were young parents and we had the littles and it was like, okay, we did have this term life insurance policy but it was just because you know everybody you talk to is like oh you got to have this you got to have that and then you put a little bit money here and for me my issue was always like well I don't make I don't have thousands of dollars extra every month and that's what I thought it was it was like I have to have all this money already Mm -hmm. to put somewhere in order for it to get bigger and what I loved about when we first met with you guys is it was like nowhere I went home and I'm like oh okay, yeah. we can do that because you don't have to have all this money already sitting there. So for me, personally, that point of not feeling like, there's a point of like not feeling that you're worthy enough to enter that space. Like you don't have enough finances to have them managed. Oh, that right. is such a yeah. good point. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. a Absolutely. lot of young couples who start <clears throat> like that feel like if I only have $50 extra a month, I can't do anything with that but understanding like you can and that's what I love about what you guys do it's whatever your situation is we'll figure it out for you to try to get the most out of it and that's been hugely beneficial for us Uh, you know you almost you gave me an aha moment right there you're welcome yeah I really like that because I know I guess I really wasn't thinking that there are younger people that think that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you think about it what do you plant do you plant a tree or a seed Mm. so if you don't have the tree right you know, you got to start with the seed. So, yeah, the little things grow into big things. So, yeah, starting with $50 is a great place to do it. Yeah. Right. And you'll be surprised where that can go. Right. The biggest thing is, and like Kristen likes to talk about all the time, is it creates a what? A habit. Yes. That's the thing. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. The habit. Yeah. Well, then just you guys make it very easy to talk about money. And I know that Kristen runs um, Wine, Women, and Wealth, which is a group that we are both heavily involved in. It's a wonderful group of women, and we just get together once a month, drink wine, and talk about money. 
And it's amazing to see. I know I talk about my transformation in those meetings all the time I've because seen you, it. yeah, I've seen you your go, you go to a place where I don't want to talk about this. I'm super uncomfortable. I don't want to write that number down, Kristen, because I don't want everybody to know that number. And just the biggest thing that I've learned from you is re- removing that emotion from money, which is super hard to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how yeah. emotional <clears throat> it really is. Yeah. And that's why people hate money is because of the emotion that it brings out in them um so learning to have conversations around that and just looking at money differently um has been huge for me well money for me is just like uh i don't know it creates judgment um where it's like if i don't have x amount left over it's like i'm i'm not doing yeah i'm failing failing as a father as a husband as a provider i mean and maybe I just don't have enough time to really study that subject because I'm trying to master something else. And Well, think about how much your attention gets pulled into so many different sure. spaces. Sure. And because we feel uncomfortable about money and whether it was given to us or, you know, the environment that we grew up in was not awesome, like super taboo, all those mm-hmm. things – Money is the last thing that we give any of our attention to, but it is honestly one of the first things sure. we could give attention to. And I, you know, I really believe that if you even just gave money a little bit of attention, what if you only gave it 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes attention a week? Yeah, but then you're like just playing devil's advocate. It's yeah. like, oh, what can I really get out of 30 minutes a week? A lot. Really? Visibility, yeah. attention, because that's what money wants. Mm. Just it, think, it, it's a relationship. It is. Yeah. Money is mm-hmm. is really just this relationship piece, and um, if you only spent twenty or thirty minutes paying attention to your wife, what would happen on a weekly basis? Yeah, magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what happens. Oh, right, you guys, right. You guys keep me having babies, but. <laughs> That's another podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so oh, maybe not. Keep, yeah. Probably not. So yeah, yeah, probably not. I think it's important to we we talk about how much money or how much time can we give how much time and effort can we give to money and our how we think about it. And you you say like, well what is thirty minutes a week? I mean if I if I focus on money, what's it really gonna do? Mm-hmm. But we do that all the time. And but usually the focus is, I don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. I have too many bills. So what you're doing is you're asking for more of that. Yeah. yeah. So more, you're thinking about money yeah. more yeah. than every day. That's stressful. That's every day people are in that situation yeah. where it's like, oh my god, I've got so many bills. How am I going to make the mortgage payment? I don't know if I can make my car payment. And every time you if do I that, swipe you're this giving. Card, is it going to go through? Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that attention actually brings more of that. Mm-hmm. So it's important for people to really kind of be aware of how they're thinking about money because it's not that you have to dedicate 30 minutes to money it's just how you think about it well it's not that it needs to be the focus of your life there are people out there who literally check their accounts 10 times a day as if something's going to change every hour right so that so again we always say the truth lies in the middle and finding that healthy balance but like to your point what Kristen has taught me is just really understanding your money story and Mm -hmm. that each one of us have a different story. We talk about this a lot in Wine, yeah. Women, and Wealth about 
how you don't realize from when you were really little yeah. how you were trained to think about money. And we've talked about it a lot mm-hmm. in, in Wine, Women & Wealth culturally, too. Like for us, in our culture, you yeah. just don't talk about it. And if you do... Don't want a lot of it because that means you're gonna have you're gonna turn into this 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 and this. Mm-hmm. That's what our narrative was, at least mine anyway. Growing up, like money's bad; it makes people do bad things. Yep. You turn into a bad person. So you don't want very much so you of just, it. Just just take what just the bare minimum and don't try to make any more. And if you do, that's a bad thing. So that mm-hmm. was the narrative, you know, growing up. And we all have that. We all have our story, and we were all yeah. we were all brought up by parents. And usually, if you look at the statistics of people, kids that grew up in a wealthy environment, they generally will go on to be wealthy. Mm. And kids that grow up, you know, whether it be poor, middle class, they're going to continue to carry on that same tradition mm-hmm. because that's what they were taught. You know, maybe you came from a because I know personally, I did. I came from a lifestyle of scarcity. It's like, that's too much. No, you don't need that. We should cut back on that. And it was all it was all done in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you're being conditioned. Mm-hmm. And then you go into your own life and have a wife and kids, and you find yourself doing the same thing. Oh, you don't need that. That's too much. Let's wait. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're all, we're all conditioned by how we were brought up. And something has to hit you that kind of takes you off course and... So you can create your own new tradition and legacy. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the most powerful things when trying to understand your relationship with money, again, a tip that you've given us is the exercise of just sitting down and writing down the first three things you think about when you see the word money. Mm-hmm. And when I did that exercise and I wrote those things down, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is not healthy. And then I looked at Kristen's list and I was like, wait, this is different than mine, like completely opposite. So it's it's just that clarity because it is such a mindset mm-hmm. thing. It yeah. is, yeah. absolutely. So then and in step you guys to how do you do such a great job with explaining it and just basically making it super, super simple mm-hmm. for people like us. <laughs> To understand and having you guys be part of our team and the reason we want to share it with everybody is because we truly believe that you know it takes a village to run a family and there are so many pieces of your life and to have great resources and all those pieces um, is really important to us and so you know we would trust you guys we do we trust you guys setting up stuff for our kids and helping them change their money story and their Mm -hmm. path and their narrative. And so what is your number one goal when you sit down with people and talk to them about money? To leave them in a better place than when we found them. And I would That's add simple. Yeah. It is simple. It's very simple. And I would also add it's to educate them. So like we were talking about the shoulds, you mm-hmm. should do this. That's what you get when you talk with a typical financial advisor. Mm-hmm. You should do this. They lead you, they direct you. We give the information, and usually we just we keep it very open and honest so that people feel comfortable in asking questions. Because like Kristen and I in our situation, neither one of us felt comfortable about asking a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for us, we give the education. We actually do it. I mean, 
we do it on a third grade level, really. That's kind of what we try and to we keep appreciate at that, that. <laughs> Well, you know what? And everybody does. I, I know I did when I yep. was first introduced to it. I thank God it was at a third grade level because, and that just means no big words, you know. We're not using financial terms and terminology. We're using everyday terminology to explain what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's all about education. So that, that would be one of the biggest things I'd say that when we sit down with people, that's our goal is to educate them. And by doing that, whether or not they do something with us or, or not, like Kristen said, we're going to leave them in a better spot than when we met them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not about telling someone what to do. It's about empowering them. That's the word. It's, you know, and making it more of a collaboration versus, you know, here's the plan I created for you. Now you need to do it. Go implement it. Yeah. Just go implement it. Go implement yeah. and keep keep yeah. up with it because... Yeah. You know, when we first, I can, I can think of one um, guy that, well, the last guy that we worked with, um, he was like, so this is what you need to do. Didn't ask if we could literally afford his plan to do it on a monthly basis, right? Like, if we, he didn't care if we were going to have financial stress, Mm. right? So in order to hit your goals, you got to do this, Mm. blah, blah, blah. So... And, and then eventually we just kind of, you know, life changes. It has ebbs and flows and, and you know, things start changing within your fa- family dynamic that pretty soon we're, we're just having so much stress over it all that we're like, and we're going to quit. because yeah. you're off the one, plan. Yep, yep, we're off the yeah. plan because yep. we can't do that number yep. anymore or we don't feel like we can make any adjustments. Or Well, that know. was a huge thing when we first met with you and that you said you didn't come in and say you need to do XXX. You said, what are you guys, what, what is a number you guys would be comfortable with monthly? And I will find something that fits that. And that was huge for me because we had conversations before and Ruben had been trying to we need to invest. We need to invest. And I was just so, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't trust. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't understand it. I don't, it's over my head. I just don't want to do it. And then when we sat with you and you just said, and I was like, you know what, honestly, this is all we can do right now. And you were like, cool. So this Why? is, we, we talked about that, right? That yeah. something has to kind of hit you and change your direction. So that, what would you say your inflection point was? It kind of changed how the way you were brought up to where you are now and how you're investing and growing and working for retirement? Well, growing up, I, I didn't even, we didn't even talk about retirement. Like that wasn't a thing. It was kind of a, you grow up, you get social security yeah. and then you, every, you know, my grandparents you were on a fixed income, you work until you can't work and anymore. Yeah. And that's yeah. a conversation Ruben yeah. and I had. I'm like, I don't, so I don't want that to be my path. Um, so I just I just remember sitting down when you were like, okay, I walking into we met you at Starbucks to have the conversation about it, and walking in there, I was like, oh, this is gonna cost so much money, and oh I don't want to like I just had that trepidation of like I know I need to do it, but I don't like to be uncomfortable. Am I gonna have mm-hmm. to come in here and like we don't have any money to do anything else because it's all going in here? Because kids like to eat, yeah, you right. know, just little <laughs> things. Yep. So you were literally little things yeah (laughs) so having the conversation with you to just be able to say this is all we can do and now we are at a place where I'm like that little beginning we are now building on and I'm understanding it and I'm seeing that things can happen which makes me want to do more of it because it's not painful at all (laughs) so why do we do what we do that right there is why we do what we do Mm -hmm. 
changing your awesome. whole mindset yeah. around money and investing and future planning. And then you have things that you add on that I've, I've said it in Wine, Women, and Wealth. I'm like, I can sleep better at night. Yeah. I, I sleep better at night because there are so many things in place we have now that my kids will be okay and he'll be okay. Or if God forbid something happens to him, I'll be okay. Right. Everything's covered. Everything's covered. So I sleep at night. Yeah. So I love that. with getting your finances put in place and having a plan in place, what has that done for you guys um, to be able to show up differently in your business? Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it takes the stress out from that side. You know, mm-hmm. um, the way we look at it is that we hired a coach and we believe in coaching. We have a coach for real estate. We have a coach for um, working out. We have a coach for finances. Anything that we want to try to make a huge impact in in our lives, we need to have a coach. Right. So um, we're a firm believer in that. Um, we know that we can't do everything. We can't know everything. Um, so you guys stepping in has, has helped us tremendously in that. Um, we look at things differently. At least I do. I'm a, I'm a simplifier. <laughs> I like to simplify and dil- distill things down to, you know, like a third grade level, mm-hmm. right? Like um, Olivia could work in our organization <laughs> and she's 10. <laughs> so, <laughs> in Excel. We're not above yeah. child labor. No, no. <laughs> So, I think that has gave, given us hope in that, um, in two, two ways. Hope in that our little investments every month are starting to build on itself and that it actually gives us or at least gives me um proof that my work is not going for nothing yeah i love that um and and someday i'll look up and i'll be like wow like i actually accomplished something Mm -hmm. um in that side of things i've accomplished things and other things but right um and secondly i forgot what the second point was but it'll come back to me um, but that's that's extremely important um, that I'm not working for nothing. Well, and yeah. I think just in yeah. real estate yeah. in general. So we are 1099 self-employed people. There's no 401k. There's no mm-hmm. th- there's none of that. We don't have a retirement plan. And I would probably say 95% of agents out there yeah. don't think about it. They have nothing in place. They don't think about it. Um, and so just for an industry as a whole to be working this business that we love, but doing it in a way that's more in line with future, um, makes me more excited about what it is we do. People who come in and want to work with us, we're just building something a little bit bigger. It may not be in the numbers of this many houses sold or whatever, but we're building something bigger here, um, that will cover kind of the whole person um so that gets me excited about you know if if, as we continue to grow and if we have people coming in it's like guys we have this great plan you should do this and we're excited and we i tell all my clients at the closing table and i i want people to i care about money now and therefore i care about it with my clients too and i think that comes across in in what we're doing Mm -hmm. so that's how it's helped me and my business just having a better understanding of it so that I can then also share it yeah. with more people. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. And, and I love what you guys are doing with your business. It's 
to put so much more into than just real estate. Well, it's just it's more than a transaction now. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it always should have been. But I think, you know, through <clears throat> through that big increase that we had in the market, a lot of real estate agents were out there just taking orders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there was very so much going on. Yeah, it was yeah. very transactional. Yeah. And they weren't building anything. And like you said, there's a lot of, not just the real estate, but 1099 in general, there's a lot of people out there that live in the moment. Mm-hmm. When they have those big months, they go out and buy big things. And they don't realize. Been there, done that. We yeah. have that shirt. Yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we do yeah. too. We did the yeah. same thing. But yeah. when you, you know, when you when you can learn it early, that if you start putting something in place when you're young, it's gonna you're gonna take yourself off the roller coaster. You're gonna put yourself on a nice steady increase. Yeah. yeah. And well, and it's not just about the retirement piece. I mean, we talked. We we all, well, Ruben, myself, all the kids have what you guys call living benefits. Yeah. Um, but adding that piece on to what we do and understanding that if if he's hurt or I'm hurt, nobody gets, we don't have food. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't yeah. keep going. Right. Like it doesn't keep going if we're not in it. And so having that also sort of safety net of, God forbid, something horrible happens to either one of us and we need to call on that living benefits to help with us being here you don't have to die to get your million dollars. Right. You know, right. you can you can draw on that. Gives me some peace of mind too. And that okay, not that we want anything to happen, but if we do, we don't have to shut the doors, and we're not going to go out of business, and we can keep the lights on. Yeah, that was my first well, elbow in the ribs to you at that. Money, yes, at that yeah, class that I went yeah, because you were like, we're totally going to get sick before we die. So I mean, <laughs> well, because I most people do. <clears throat> we yes, and it was a reality. But I was like, those are awesome goals, babe. Um, but anyway, <laughs> gotta but, have goals, right? Yeah, gotta have goals. I, I think it's that space of, um, you know, having options when it when crisis happens is really what we're talking about. Because, yeah, you could keep working if Tiana goes down, and vice versa. But. You know, we're currently working with a couple right now, and the wife is down. She has four littles, and um, the husband has a painting company. But she's like, I don't want anybody else to take care of me but you. Mm. Right? But he, mm. you know, but he's got to run the business. And so, right, right. Um, so we're waiting for that claim. It's it's real close to, to being done so that we can deliver a check to them. But, you know, having that option to say, hey, bud, Here's some money to stay home. They don't have to worry about it. They have money for extra expenses that come up mm-hmm. when um, you're going through cancer or, you know, whatever. And um, they've got options. That's what really what, what we're talking about is. And that's yeah. what people want the most. <clears throat> they want options. They want options of being able to go through that crisis without any stress or without having to do a GoFundMe because at that point then you need influence. Mm. in order for that to work. Mm. So, but, and I think one of the, the important words that I want to pick out of what you were talking about is stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something that I like to tell people all the time, especially when I do all my classes, is the number one reason that people get sick is because of stress. We all know mm. that. Mm-hmm. And the number one reason that people stay sick is because of stress. Unfortunately, what causes the most amount of stress a lot of times in our lives? Money. 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 <laughs> So if you're it's sick and you're out of, for divorce. it is. It's the number one reason for a lot of stuff. So if you're if you're sick, you're out of work, and you're trying to recover, but you also have Mr. Bill Collector knocking on the door saying, "Hey, we're gonna have to foreclose on the home. <clears throat> we're gonna take the car." 
then as a as a father, as a provider, do you think you're going to be stressed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Red do you think lining. you're going to get any better? No. You're not going to get healthy in a situation no. like that. So that's, we, that's, I love that when I was first introduced to it. I'm like, oh, my God, that is amazing Yeah. to be able to have that option. Yeah. So you guys have clients, sorry, you no. have clients in all areas of life, all ages. Mm-hmm. Our audience is all ages. So if I said, you know, you're meeting with a group of 18 to 24-year-olds, what would you tell them? Well, mm-hmm. first thing I would tell them is the younger the better. I mean, we can go back to what I talked about earlier. You know, if you're when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, the best time to plant that tree is 20 years ago. Right. When's the second best time? It's right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can show a younger person, and there are people that get it, like your son gets it. Yeah. I think Our the conversation around compound interest. Yeah, that's where you start. You start with compound is, interest and show them how that works and how time is on your side. Yeah. What, you know, what is the time value of money? Mm-hmm. And you show them things like that, and you show them where they could be when they're in their 50s. Well, I mean, we can show young kids how that if they just consistently, you know, put into a program and up that every year, that they could be in their 40s or early 40s or mid 40s and literally retire, retire. and yeah. live off income for the rest of their life. That and they'll it never didn't ra- take them a lot of money. Right. right. It was a right. habit. They they don't even once you start putting money into something after a while, you don't even feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I would start with. You know, some 18 to 24 years old. I think we're on, on the same page there. It's, it's all about educating and show them how money can grow and how time works on your side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I know that. So what's the challenge with that age group <laughs> is they think they're invincible. <clears throat> yep. They yeah. think that they're not going to get sick. They think that they have time. So even if I screw up now, I have time to just deal with that. Right. right? Um, so what kind of advice would you give them about that? How do you how do you change your thinking in a way that brings them back to reality a little bit? Because I was the same way, and yeah. I'm I'm speaking about myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was young, young. I was the youngest in our real estate office. I was 19 years old, licensed. They're always like, "Oh, you're so young. You're so young. We can't even go to the bar and have a drink because you're not even of age, right? right? Or we can't even celebrate a closing because." Yeah. You're not even 21. I'll have a nice tea and you have, yeah, here's your (laughs) apple juice. Yeah. Let's go have a happy meal. You get the happy meal, right? Um, So, and I always thought I had time. Yeah. Until I got my 30s and I was like, ooh, (laughs) I'm getting old fast. Now I'm in my 40s and I'm like, there's some, there's some close relationship. I'm losing people in my circle. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I would have experienced that earlier. And maybe that's not possible, but how do you bring light to that, to such a young age group? That's a hard one. It is a hard one because we're not in the business of convincing, right? All we can do is really offer the education, and people will do with the information whatever. I mean, I still have conversations with people in their 40s and 50s, right? Mm -hmm. And they're still like... I got time. Yeah, we'll deal with that later. I'm more, yeah. they're still more interested in going on vacations and, and not that vacations aren't important. Like right. I'm not that person who will ever say, you can't have any fun. You only need to save, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe You know, that. that's important to point. I'm glad you said that because yes. we are definitely not that. We are no. not yeah, a financial Yeah, we're not diet. that Dave Ramsey yeah, kind of thing. 
I wasn't going to say any names. Well, but. I will because. Where's the beep? <laughs> beep, yeah, beep you know the guy. You know what DR. he says, right? <laughs> Not yeah. doctor. But I yeah. think that's a good point. Like, we did a lot of that program before we came into you, and I was miserable every day just because I was like, there's a lot of shame. Starbucks. Well, I'm at Starbucks. Yeah, what is your focus? Right? Yeah. Your, your focus when you're doing something like that is scarcity. Scarcity and then, like, can't have any fun or I'm breaking some rules or, hey, you're you never, know, like... you're never in a happy spot. I'll never get ahead. Which, again, you know. I think just depends on your money story, right? Yeah. For some people in their money story, that is absolutely the way that they operate best. And they're built that and way. And they're built that way. It and, works, and, yeah. and it works. It works for yeah. a lot of that's, people. That's a money yeah. personality It works for a for lot sure. of people. Yeah. This is just a different money personality that happened to just feel better. And some kids, you know. To us. You know, there's there's the five different money personalities. There's the spender, the saver, the security seeker, the risk taker, and then um, the flyer. And, you know, your personality is your personality, Right. It's just kind of understanding those pieces of, you know, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses in each one of them? Because each one of them brings something amazing to the table, and then they all have their their basements, right? The downfalls Mm -hmm. of them. And, and, you know, we talk a lot about the spender and the saver and how the spender is just a bad, bad person. Well, we're a lot of fun. I'm just going to say that. You and I, I mean, we're, we're a lot of fun. We're fine. Dang it. You know. Don't hate the spenders. Right? But. We fun? stimulate yeah. the economy. <laughs> and yeah. you should thank us for that. Right. Yeah. And we're in the Good background point. like, oh, God, what, the, what are we going to do? Like, security seeker. Yeah, security yeah. seeker saver. That's I'm, me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I have $100 bills in my wallet. You're not a, you're a security. <laughs> Seeker flyer, <laughs> security seeker flyer. It could be that's, a mix. Odd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, conflicted. He so. is a little cl- conflicted. Yeah, yeah. that's why I have you. You keep me grounded. I don't know if I because I'm like the spender risk taker, so I have no filter. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> but it works. It works. It does work. It does work. <laughs> so, what kind of advice would you give to that group? Um, to that the younger group. The yeah. younger group. Yeah. I think. Um, you know, if they have the, um, all we can do is give them the education. So it's really okay. just the invitation to, you know, come and learn some things that you will never get in high school or college, mm-hmm. right? Any of that information, come and get the education. And then, you know, it's really up to them to take the next step. Um, and it kind of depends on what their money personality is, yeah, whether or not they'll or do it. What, and, and I think the other thing that's really, really missed within the the money conversation is this goals mm-hmm. right like a lot of people don't have any goals like some mm-hmm. of them are just like god i hope i can make it to the end of the month versus and they're just kind of stuck in that space but like really setting some goals and some intention around your money and and giving yeah. your money a job mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so rather than just oh i make money so i can pay bills to live and survive mm-hmm. And that comes and, from how you were conditioned brought up, usually. Yeah. And um, so really spending more time talking about that goals piece and, and really casting more vision around what it can do mm-hmm. for you them. Know, I like I, to think about it, yeah. too. Like that old saying, if I knew then what I know now, 
Mm-hmm. And I've, I've thought about that a lot with myself because after what we're doing, and, and I keep, you know, I, you have that urge to always go back and say, God, I wish I would have been that when I was younger. I would be in such a different spot right now. The big question is, though, if you actually did know then what you know now, would you do anything different? Nine times out of ten, probably mm-hmm. not. No, because, yeah, because I say this all the time. I'm like, you may be upset about decisions we've made along the road, but where we are right now Just because is of pretty freaking awesome. So anything that changed there changes this, and I, I wouldn't want this to change. So that's, I get where you're saying. And, and the other part is, too, is I really believe that people, most of the time I'll give them, you know, most people the benefit of the doubt, is that they made the best decision at the time with the information that they had. True. And, you know, and when it comes to money, it's not much. It's not much information. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're making it on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so many times, right, we'll have those um, shaming, blaming conversations with our sh- ourselves because we made a bad decision based on the emotions we were having at the time. And, and when we're emotional... That's what happens. We we tend to make bad decisions. Well, I think some of the things that I used to do that was somewhat flawed is that I'd always try to get information anecdotally. So I I'd feel like I'd go to you know go to a basketball game or something, and I talk to somebody who I thought might know something about money, mm-hmm. and then that person would tell me something, and then come to find out that it wasn't even true. <laughs> Oh. And then I trusted it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, that didn't work. <laughs> and then I'd, I wouldn't actually sit down and focus on getting all the information and actually studying it. I would right. just want it, the quick answer, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And and it wasn't even true. It wasn't even good advice. Yeah, right? that's, but, that's right. like going to the dentist to get your ankle fixed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what maybe a, a younger self did. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I just I didn't have enough time, didn't want to spend the energy on getting educated, and that was just the wrong way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and then um, you'll find people too who will be like, "Oh, so what are you doing? Find out right? What are you yeah. doing? What yes. are you doing? Yes. Oh, if you're doing that, then I should. I do, should be doing that, right? Yeah. Like, yes. even though that's it, it's a great plan for Tiana, right. but that's but, unique but to her, not yeah, to me. Yeah, right. exactly. So yeah. they'll do things that people are doing, other people are doing, and then just be like, "Oh, well, then I should do that too." Yeah. Are you sure that's what you want your money to do? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Is that what you want to create? Right. So speaking of emotion and changing, <clears throat> and uh, where we are right now, our economy, our environment. A little Obviously, bit of turmoil. There's, there's some stuff going on. It's just, just a, a tad uncomfortable. <laughs> We're seeing the market so, tank as we speak, right? It's awesome. Yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah, um, what are the conversations you were Because, ha- okay, small little toot toot for you. Your clients don't lose money. Right. And that's a whole other podcast and a whole other. We It'll haven't, part two. We haven't yeah. lost any money. So thank you to you for that. But the people who aren't with you, what are the conversations you're having right now about 401ks and that volatility and people are kind of freaking out and a lot of people have lost a lot of money this year. So what are the conversations you're having with those people? Um, So the conversations we're really having, I mean, um, obviously, obviously our clientele is a little bit more vintage. They're more in our age group. 
Um, I like that word, vintage. vintage. I Thank was actually thinking of retro. We have some wrinkle cred <laughs> and, and that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, but, it's called so Ben Gay. <laughs> He's I my best friend. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so we're having conversations with people who are a little bit closer to the finish line, so to speak, where they're you know, looking at retirement, get, you know, walking away from their jobs and that kind of stuff. And, and, and really, um, you know, the, the best thing that this has been the best time of the, uh, market for us is really being able to put people's mind at ease Mm. as far as, yes, we can totally rescue old 401ks and rescue your IRAs and your Roths and all these, um, uh, accounts that are traditionally in the market, and it's not that we are anti-market, uh, you know, stock market, but for those people who don't like to lose money, which I would say a majority of people don't, yes, yes, um, you know, we have a safe haven for them where we can put it in a space where they don't have to worry about that. We can remove fees, which is a really, really big deal. But even with that, um, just to kind of give you an example, we sat down with a friend of ours. And we gave him three different options because he's got an old 401k and he's looking at retiring in the next five to 10 years. How old is he? 60, right? He's 60. Yep. And so we gave him three different options and we said, hey, we could do this one. And by the time you're ready to um, retire, we can just about replace your current income. So we would keep it status quo, which is pretty dang good. That's cool. Right? Then we said, well, if you put it in option number B, you know, we leave it in there a little bit longer. We can give you a $20,000 a year raise by the time you're ready to retire. Or if you know that you don't want to touch it for 10 years, we can more than double your income. Wow. Yeah, so, so imagine that, a guy that will double his income in retirement, and that'll be income he'll never outlive. He'll make more in retirement from his investments than he did working a full-time job. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty, pretty cool. That's pretty we need dang. to get that guy on the show. <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? We do. How do you do that? We do, absolutely. Well, that, that's the power of, of the tools yeah. that we have available to yeah. us and the companies that we work well, with. Well, and he didn't work with anybody. So that's, that's you know, you talk about a saver, right? Mm-hmm. That was him living a very modest lifestyle but still taking care of his family and um, <clears throat> you know, we're just getting him towards the end of his journey but everything he's accumulated, he's really just done on his own, which, wow. which is also pretty yeah. fabulous, right? Wow. Wow. And also one of the things, and you go back to that point, what do we tell people right now with, this, with the market volatility? I can go back to 2001. That was my first big introduction to volatility because at that point... We were, I mean, literally yeah, we making, were with, we were making yeah. money hand over foot. I was, you know, yeah. with a company called Sun, Sun Microsystems. Mm-hmm. And I went through the uh, dot-com boom. Mm-hmm. And then that very quickly turned into the dot-gone. Mm-hmm. And the thing that impacted me the most, and something I will never forget, is when I was working there, watching guys, it was typically, there were a lot of guys that I knew, 60 to 65 years old, coming back to work. Because they were just getting ready to retire, and they took a 40% hit, and then they can't Yikes. retire. So that that is something that we really, and especially with the volatility and the uncertainty that's going on right now, mm-hmm. is if you are getting close to the finish line, 
man, we need to take a look at what's going on because you can you don't have the time to make up for a loss right now. Mm. And yeah. we're already seeing it. Yeah. Just and in I the don't last hour, we're not we saw a big a loss today. Yeah. Wow. When the Fed announced the other half a point Increase. bump in the interest. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What else should we cover today that we haven't covered yet? Which I think we need to bring you guys back um, and to go into some of the specifics, specifics on some of the um, programs, products that you have available. Um, but what would you like to say today as a wrap-up? Well, I'll start. I think the biggest thing I'd like to say today is really you, you've got to look to the future. Everybody's got to be aware of the future and start preparing for the future now. I mean, the, the absolute worst time to prepare for the future or let's say a disaster is when that is happening. Right. So you need to be... You, you need to kind of live in that moment of what could happen, get yourself prepared, get your head wrapped around it. And one of the things I, I talk to everybody about is look at building a foundation. And we can show people how to build a foundation because it doesn't matter, I don't care what financial plan you're working, if you don't put a foundation underneath it, it's never going to stand the test of time. That's what happened to us in 2008. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we didn't have we a didn't, foundation. We didn't have they a didn't foundation. And then when we got hit by a strong wind, Everything went down. So I'd like to leave everybody everybody with that is that if you don't know what it means to build a foundation, let us show you. Okay. Because we can help you build an unshakable foundation that if something bad does happen down the road. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Hey, we're in real estate. We know what foundations mean. <laughs> exactly. Did you, how do you build a yeah, house? Right? Right. Talk about that all Without time. a foundation, it's impossible. That's yeah. right. Don't so, buy that house. Right, you know, right. The foundation has a crack in it. You're, you're with a client. What are you going to tell yeah. them? It's... You probably yeah. should look at something else. Let's walk away from this one. Yep. Well, and from a real estate perspective, we've talked to you guys about that before, but when you are making the biggest purchase likely of your entire life, mm -hmm. you really need to think about protecting that. Yeah. And that is a conversation we have with our clients. You have, you guys have mortgage protection. You have the living benefits. You have all these different things mm -hmm. that will secure this huge asset that you the now largest have, asset. The largest asset yeah. you will have, likely. And yep. so it's it's important for us to have that be a piece of our business as well because you worked so hard to get it, you need you need to protect it. Yeah. Well, along with your property is your health. You know. Yeah. You're an asset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you need to protect yourself as an asset. Because yourself your self pays for the asset. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They go hand so in hand. Go hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's, that's why we also point. have, you know, we have we have different things set up for all of our children, kind of like your client that you were talking about. If something, God forbid, were to happen to Olivia or Ariana and they needed care and we had to stay somewhere and it was all that the, you betcha, you know what? I will not be in this office. Yeah. Right. I will be with them. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so they have a policy so that, that that money can then be drawn on so that I can still help with paying mm -hmm. the bills but be where I need to be. And so yeah. that was huge for me having those policies on our children so that God forbid something happens to them. I don't miss a second. And I yeah. guarantee there's a lot of people that will listen to this and say, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah. oh, what well. could they have that would allow them to do that? Yeah. So that's part of the foundation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. True. And I would just extend this, that um, the invitation is always open. The invitation to come and get the education and, um, to feel free to reach out to us, to you guys, um, to get that financial education. 
like in a very non-assuming, non-judgmental, safe space. Um, and it truly is because if it wasn't, if that wasn't the environment that you guys created, we would not be going. I would not be doing Wine, Women, and Wealth for going into my sixth year yeah. if it was not that. And so you guys are going to do several classes for us throughout the year. We're committed to, you know, doing more financial literacy, financial education um, amongst our clients, family, friends. Um, we do Wine, Women, and Wealth every third Tuesday of the, the month. month. Yep. So we actually have one coming up. Um, and that's, that's really fun. Like, you want to, we can sit here and have these conversations, but men's brains work different than women's, obviously. And so to sit <laughs> in a room full of women who are usually very emotionally driven and have conversations around money is a yep. pretty cool thing. So that's like my favorite night of the month. Yeah, get pretty jazzed about that. I do. And it's not because of the wine. No. Yeah. It's not. No. Yeah. That's just a perk. Yes. It's just a perk. It is. It is. But you so guys it's not have... whiny women in wealth. No. It's, oh, it's, it's wine. There is women. no whining allowed. Whining women in wealth. Oh, you just started I just, whole I know. Thing. I'm dead. Yeah. But I'm I mean, dead. you guys have Money 101, which you do every week. Yeah, we have that available. Well, you every have it online, week. and then you do yep. some yeah. in person. We're, we're probably want to have a Money 101, you know, here. For our people, um, just to really understand. Money 101, I learned how money works. Yeah. I learned something every time. I've heard it multiple times. Yeah. So well, that yeah. was that was yeah. my first introduction. And like yeah. I said, that was that was such an eye opener to me. It mm-hmm. was it was that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming today. Thanks for we having us. This. this was yeah. super yeah. fun. Yeah. We so. appreciate you guys and what you bring to our family and what you're helping our kids with and just we appreciate just well we appreciate you and i'm glad that we're in a position where we can pass this information on and that's all we do is we pass information on how do people get in touch with you um well you can pretty much find us anywhere but um facebook (laughs) linkedin um, you can, of course, email us, um, Kristen at Five Rings Financial, and I'm a 10, Chris 10. And then... Um, <laughs> she never tires. I know, she doesn't. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. And then, um, or you could reach out to Ed. It's ed.judd at Five Rings Financial, or my phone number is 303-944-6195. And my phone number is 303-944-4833. Awesome. Seriously, whoever's listening, do yourself a favor. Just at least have a conversation with the Juds. I promise it will be enlightening. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally worth it. Awesome. Thanks, All right, guys. guys. Cool. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.